listening to the Park Rush podcast. This is a Thing Park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, can't complain, Josh. It's a week in which I have stepped foot into a theme park, so... It's a great week when you step into a theme park. It really is. It really is. And I will hopefully, all being well, spend much of the next three to four weeks doing very little but stepping foot into theme parks. So I was very pleased to prepare for the coming wave of Florida theme park days by heading to Chessington. And uh, yeah, my first trip there since I was a wee lad, an even an even weeer lad than I am now. So it was nice <laughs> to be back and experience basically everything for the first time. Because one of the yeah. few rides I remembered from my childhood was the Tiger Rock log flume, and that was shut. So basically everything else was completely new to me, and some of it was new to you as well, Josh. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, the um, Jumanji section was brand new, brand spanking new for both of us. Uh, so I'm very glad that we managed to experience that for the first time. Yes, it was good fun. We documented the day on our threads and Instagram and TikTok accounts. You can find all of those at links.parkrush.com. And if I do say so, the vlog, which is coming very soon on our YouTube channel at that same link, is, well, a banger. I took over the uh, directorial reins from Josh this time, and you've, you've outgunned everyone, Tom. Uh, you've fully taken over the vlogging reins. If I have anything to say about it, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. That'll, that'll be out on Monday evening. So if you're an early listener to the podcast, you don't have too long to wait for that. That's Monday evening UK times. So it's the 18th of September. And of course, if you come into this a little later and it should be there for you to go and watch and any feedback appreciated because of course heading to florida soon might want to do some filming out there maybe some vlogging we'll see and yeah it would be good to apply any feedback and we will of course have a full trip report podcast as well in the next couple of weeks we of course do have a chessington trip report from i think last year or the year before well, you, Josh, went with your family and you did a podcast with them. But, of course, all the Jumanji stuff is completely new since then. So, yep, worthwhile us doing another trip report episode, I think. For sure. But this week, we've got a ton of Disney news to talk about. So, no Chessington trip report for now. It was Destination D23 last week, which... I'm, to be honest, a little confused as to the branding around these Disney events. It, it, this is almost like mini D23. It's not like actual D23. Is that right? Yes. you got you got the main D23 event, um, and then you got Destination D23, and then they and they alternate which park they're in. So this year, D, uh, Destination D23 was in Florida. Next year. It will be in California, and the main D23 event will be in Florida. So they, they alternate which coast they're on. Right, I see. And normal D23, big boy D23, also has boy. general yeah. Disney news, doesn't it? Like films yes, and it things. has a lot more um, film news, TV news, um, other you know 
what they're doing in the streaming world, obviously, uh, and kind of general stuff going on in the Disney world that isn't just, you know, going on holiday. Yeah, yeah. And destination is just theme parks, I think, pretty much. Uh, and cruise ships. Oh, and cruise ships. Well, they're theme parks yeah. just on the sea. Yeah, cruise ships are the sea. Uh, no, theme parks are the sea. Cruise ships are the sea are just cruise ships. Yes, indeed. Right. Well, without further ado, uh, we are going to run through all of the announcements from the Destination D23 event. The first one, I guess, was to be expected. Ahsoka is coming to Star Tours, which was, I guess, always the point of the Star Tours rebrand whenever that happened. What was that, like 10 years ago now? Maybe not quite that long, but... The idea yeah. was that they would update it over time with new adventures that you could go on that get added to the, the playlist, if you like. And yep. Ahsoka is this year's big Star Wars show on Disney+. Plus. I haven't watched any of it yet. Have, have you? No. No, I think uh, that'll be... I'll start watching that this week, I think. It's probably the plan. Right. I, I've but seen... They haven't, they haven't added anything from any of the other shows, have they? Or am I just missing that? I'm not too sure to be honest I would be so down for a Star Tours sequence which takes place during the inspirational screw the fascist speech at the end of Andor (laughs) that that would be so great especially in the current climate what with actual Nazis outside Disney World a lot of the time (laughs) it'd be it'd be the best place I think for it I think that would be really good fun I, I don't know if they have added any Mandalorian stuff to Star Tours or what other shows have they done uh, don't uh, Boba Fett I guess I mean why would you why would you want to remind people of that but I, I, I don't know if Ahsoka's meant to be good or not I, I've seen some people on social media getting quite excited about certain scenes from it and so I have been spoiled on some of what happens and, and I've watched a lot of it and just thought like clips and, and things and just thought I don't know. The kind of people that, that are getting really excited about it, I think, are the kind of people that that I personally hold responsible for the rise of Skywalker. You know, the kind of people that talk about dumb fan theories on Reddit and get very yeah. overexcited by super on-the-nose references more than they do actual interesting storytelling and themes and things. So I'm not sure I will enjoy Ahsoka and... It's basically a sequel to Rebels, right? The, the animated show, which I don't remember much about. I watched it during one of the lockdowns. So Yeah, I liked Rebels. Um, I enjoyed it at the time. I, again, I, like you, I don't remember much about it, but I did enjoy it at the time. Um, there's a lot about the Force, being one with the Force and the Force with me. Oh, no, wait, that's Rogue One. Um, but it's, it's a lot more about you know the journey of a Padawan learning... The Force, which you don't really get anywhere else in Star Wars properly. Like, uh, Luke doesn't really learn the Force, as it were. He sort of is struggling with it, and then all of a sudden he's, you know, he does the Dagobah thing, but he doesn't doesn't get to the nuance of what it what the story is about with the Force. Um, it's just like, hey, learn how to do these cool magic tricks, I guess. I, look, I can't speak to what they might do with Ahsoka on Star Tours because I haven't seen the show, so I don't know sort of in terms of locations and characters who might show up. Well, presumably Ahsoka, obviously, but if, anyone else... If Ahsoka I, doesn't turn up, then... 
we got yeah. issues, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know though. You know where where we might go location wise. I mean, it's Star Wars, so desert planet, right? It's desert planet. Got, uh, we haven't got enough of them. Uh. No, there must be an, a new desert planet in every Star Wars thing. Yeah, there's got to be a green planet, right? We need more green planets. I think. We need more green That's planets. What we really need. I didn't know there was um, so much green in the whole galaxy. There's a fair bit of water on uh, on Star Tours, really, isn't there? Because there's uh, there's some underwater bits, right? Am I making that up? Uh, well, you uh, am I right in thinking you have the uh, there's always a bigger fish scene from yes. Naboo? I think that's on there. You also have the ruins of the Death Star from the bad, real bad Star Wars film that is also on there. Let's move on then from Star Tours. Uh, next on the list here is a new meet and greet coming to the Disney parks Epcot, Disneyland, and Disneyland Paris, and this is. Asha, I'm going to go with, who is the new main character from the upcoming Disney film, Wish. Oh, it's not. It's from the Fatboy Slim song, isn't it? I wish. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is like the Disney 100th anniversary film. This is uh, happy birthday to us. To be honest, though, I have, have called it that. been really impressed by the trailers I've seen for this film, just in terms of the visuals. It seems like a really lovely marriage between kind of classic hand-drawn Disney animation and 3D animation, similar to what Tangled did, I guess, 10 years ago now. And yeah, look, it's good to see them getting ahead of it and, and having a meet and greet ready for when the film comes out or ahead of the film's release rather than, you know, waiting. Because we've seen before that Disney have sometimes been really slow to introduce meet and greets at the parks Think of how long it took The Mandalorian to show up in any of the parks, for example, even though that show was like the biggest thing in the world for a little while. So yeah. regardless of how successful Wish is, I think it makes sense that they are. Yeah, um, I think this you would kind of see this as being the kind of standard going forward of bringing these characters in day and date almost um, mm. to when the film gets released. Uh, it makes sense. You know, this film could be a flop. We don't know, but why would you not have the character ready to go? If the film ends up being a flop, you can quickly cut them if needs be. Yeah, and it's it's marketing, if nothing else, right? And yeah, you would think that Disney really across the parks should be taking cues from Avengers Campus, which is somewhere where they have been really good about constantly refreshing the meet and greet opportunities and always having new characters show up depending on what the hot new film or TV show of the day is. Speaking of meet and greets, coming to the Magic Kingdom in November is uh, Jared Leto, Josh. Wahoo! Which is which is fantastic news. Finally, the Hatbox Ghost will materialise in the Magic Kingdom. Oh, great! <laughs> uh, I, I just slightly. This is not a meet and greet, nor hopefully is it actually Jared Leto. But the Hatbox Ghost, of course, is one of the most sort of famous Haunted Mansion characters, but until now had only been in the Disneyland version of the ride. They're adding him to the Magic Kingdom version of the ride, although somewhat perversely, he's not going to be there in time for Halloween, which has obviously kind of already yeah. started the not-so-scary really Halloween party. Yeah, this is being added in November, which is when everyone will sort of be shaking off the cobwebs. So the timing seems a bit odd and and i'm selfishly and personally 
disappointed that I'm going to miss the Hatbox Ghost myself. I'll, I'll be gone by by the time he oh, arrives. Are you? But, well, 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 I mean, it's just something new, isn't it? Well, I, I like well, to yeah, see new things at theme parks. So. It just feels like... It doesn't feel... I don't see the point. I don't know why. I don't know why they're doing this. Ah, why not? But it just seems like they've just kind of slapped him in kind of wherever. He's going to be down the end of the corridor with the doors, or near there anyway. But as far as, like, I was, I was kind of watching a thing the other day about it, and the story kind of goes that you don't really see any ghosts until uh, Madame Leota summons them, but the hatbox ghost is going to be before that scene. So it kind of you know breaks the sort of narrative, as it were, of the ride, if you're at all concerned about that. I mean, if you've got a narrative to the ride, red, even if it's only relative, it's uh, to then just break that just to throw a character in for the sake of it kind of seems... I guess it's a bit of an oxymoron in some ways because you'd imagine the only people who are actually going to be super excited about this and maybe even know that it's happening are the theme park nerds. And the theme park nerds may also be the same people who are disturbed that they would kind of ruin the the story or you know sacrifice yeah. the story to to a degree just to add uh, you know a reference that people might recognize and then you have everyone else sort of the normal guest who probably doesn't really know what the significance of the hatbox ghost even is you could argue that yeah it, it is a completely frivolous addition and it and it feels like they're kind of just doing it for the sake of it Maybe they were doing it with a view to the film being a great success and loads of people coming out of the film thinking, oh, I can't wait to see the Hatbox Ghost. Or, you know, people see the film and then go on the ride and recognise the Hatbox Ghost in the same way that maybe they would have, or they would definitely have recognised Jack Sparrow when they added him to Pirates of the Caribbean, for example. But I, I don't get the impression anyone is coming out of the Haunted Mansion film thinking, oh, that was great. I can't wait. I wonder if they'll add Owen Wilson and everyone else to the ride, you know? So <laughs> this, this almost feels like they planned it to be in keeping with the film. Mm. And then we're like, oh, crap, the film's rubbish. Um, we'll just delay it so it doesn't feel like it's related to the film. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Uh, speaking of not very good theme park films, Josh, the Country Bears. The Country Bear Jamboree in the Magic Kingdom is closing its doors pretty soon here. And it's going to reopen in 2024 as the Country Bear Musical Jamboree. Basically, they're changing all the songs. So it's going to have a load of new songs in there. I, I don't know what kind of songs. I, I, personally, I think they should... Uh, take the rip ride rocket approach you pick the song that you want on your way in <laughs> I, I i would love to go to a country bear jamboree where they just sing olivia rodrigo breakup songs i'd, I'd be well into that well uh how about bluegrass slash country versions of all your favorite disney songs tom if, if um, you got to do the bare necessities really well tom that's what you're getting the only song they have uh teased us with is the bare necessities uh, in a kind of bluegrass style um, but yes yeah, all Disney classic songs that you know and love but in a country bears country slash western slash bluegrass style right next on the list here uh, we are bouncing over to Disneyland California Avengers Campus uh, with a few new details for a third ride coming to Avengers Campus now I, I had kind of forgotten about this so when Avengers Campus first opened 
there was going to have this e-ticket ride where you would be in a Quinjet. Yeah. Right. And then that kind of kind of all went quiet. Then was it D twenty three last year? They sort of re-announced uh, an upcoming e-ticket ride for Regis Campus where you'd be fighting. Thanos, like King Thanos, Thanos yeah. or something like that. Yeah, he's a he's an alternate universe Thanos, right? That's right. Now I assume that is still what we're going with, but what we got yes. out of Destination D twenty three was just a look at the ride vehicle, or at least uh, some concept art of what the ride vehicle might look like, uh, designed to jump between worlds and realities. So we're obviously going to be doing some multiverse stuff here. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that the write-up to me feels a bit like Star Tours. Uh, you kind of jump between these scenes, yeah. but the yeah. ride vehicle looks more like um, like a trackless ride. Yeah, I mean, you would think, wouldn't you, that the Star Tours format would actually lend itself very well to a multiverse Marvel attraction. You know, you you don't know what you're going to get. You go on there, you have you. Know, you might end up in Wakanda. You might end up in space. You might end up in the Battle of New York. All these different potential locations, and it yeah. would encourage rerides, obviously. But I don't know if that's what I would necessarily want. I hope they really stretch their legs with this. And it, it's it's weird. Rise of the Resistance is kind of the standard by which all future quote-unquote e-ticket rides at Disney are going to be judged. It's probably unrealistic and maybe even unfair to expect that from any, you know, from all future e-ticket rides because that thing is just, when it's all working, is kind of insane. Like, it's it's got a level of ambition that frankly isn't really matched on any other ride at Disney and probably even at sort of Universal, at least, you know, we'll see what Epic Universe throws our way. Yeah, I, Rise of the Resistance really is, as a sort of technical achievement, is kind of incredible. Yeah. But I don't think it's something that they would invest in again. Like, I don't think they would invest in something that ambitious again, to be, to be honest, especially in the current climate. So I would imagine that whatever this Marvel ride ends up being will probably be more reliant on screens than than that ride is yeah that would be my guess as well but you know i'm 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 curious like i said i think avengers campus could do with a um a really great new ride i mean i, I quite enjoyed spider-man when we did that in paris and obviously that's in california as well but it, it is the kind of ride that you've seen many times before albeit with a with a fun twist and then other than that yeah, I think for me the the best thing about Avengers Campus, whichever one you're in, is the kind of ambience and the atmosphere and the meet and greets and that kind of thing. Like they have done a good job on that front, but on the ride side of things, it's a little bit uninspired. So mm. I, I think something completely new and exciting is needed. I wonder if you could do a thing where you load into a it kind of. Obviously, you've got like screen sections in Ratatouille, for example, and you kind of load into a section that then is the ride element of Star Tours. So you can have that simulator elements while you're doing the jump bit, and then you pull out, maybe, I don't know, I'm just 
I'm spitballing here, but spitball away. I wouldn't be surprised if Disney is still spitballing themselves. I mean, yes, this ride it does has been feel a, that way a little. Uh, yeah, this ride's been a very long time coming, right? Oh, yeah. They would have first announced it when they first announced Avengers Campus, presumably in its original form, as just oh, the Quinjet ride where you fly through different battles from Marvel. Yeah, and I'd imagine yeah, it's, it's probably it's quite different since yeah. now. And yeah, no one really knows exactly what it's going to look like, but. I don't think we'll see anything concrete for at least another year or two. Well, post-2025 for sure. Right, next up, a new Pirates of the Caribbean-themed bar coming to Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom. We don't really know anything about this. I, for one, am very keen on how Disneyland Paris handles its Pirates of the Caribbean restaurant. I really love how you, you sail right past it your boat i don't think that would be practical in this instance but the ambience of that particular restaurant is absolutely spot on so if they want something to look to it's right there uh, that that seems pretty spot on in terms of what you'd want from a pirates of the caribbean restaurant or you know bar yeah um i think this is so this is obviously because i've already got the tortuga tavern there right um so this is kind of a new area a new complete new bar apparently so it's not related to that so i think that's good it's gonna bring the uh parrot back that used to well try and entice you into the parts of the caribbean ride um so i think that's kind of cool um like you say i think it would be kind of cool if they could do the whole you sail past it on the ride thing but yeah it's not really practical but I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm interested to see how good the theming is of it. Uh, we move on to a flurry of Epcot announcements. And again, much like me missing out on the Hatbox Ghost, these are all going to be narrow misses for me in terms of my upcoming trip, which is a shame. Alas. The Journey of Water Moana interactive walkthrough, which we talked about last week or the week before in some detail. So we won't go over it again, but we've got a confirmed opening date for that, which is... October 16th. Uh, Obviously, the Moana attraction is part of this multi-year transformation of the front of Epcot, which was much needed. And so far as Disney is concerned, uh, this kind of reinvention is done as of December. So the uh, world celebration, uh, which is what they are kind of dubbing the new front of the park, which kind of brings together the world discovery and world nature neighborhoods, which will include the Moana attraction. Uh, yeah, as far as Disney concerned, it's all done in December. So Epcot will cease to be the construction site that it's been for quite a few years at this point. And as we talked about again last week or the week before, I think this was much needed. Uh, I I never much loved the front of Epcot based on my experience of it, which is limited to the last sort of six years or so. Yeah, it's gone from a concrete jungle to a uh, real-life jungle. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, It doesn't stop there, though, Josh. Also in December at Epcot, new nighttime show, Luminous, The Symphony of Us, which I very much hope is based on the Jordan Peele film. (laughs) Oh, imagine if it was, wow. Imagine if it was, yeah. Luminous uh, is uh, 
it feels like the mixing of the harmonious, which is the one that's just exiting or has exited, and then the one before that was called like loom loom something like loom something. Can't remember exactly now. So it's like a sounds like it might be a combination of the best parts of both into one, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. We also got word of a world of motion inspired reimagination of Test Track. Now, I've never done Test Track, so I I, I don't never really know much track. about it. What does this mean to you as a as a Test Track veteran? Well, Test Track used to be um I guess you you would go through and you'd experience oh what things do you do to test a car to make sure it's fit for the road so it's like crash test like brake testing and heat testing and cool testing and handling tests and speed tests and that sort of thing um and it's basically still the same thing right now but they've made it futuristic so it's all uh these are the cars of the future and look how cool they are and they still only go 50 miles an hour and it you know you can go 60 miles an hour on the freeway to disney so kind of but it seems like they're going back to a time before Test Track was even a thing, uh, when this was the ride before Test Track, which I can't remember the name of now. Um, and it's going to... A world of motion, sorry. Uh, and they're going to kind of bring in some of the elements of that ride into this. So I'll be interested to see what they do, whether it's just like a styling change again, or if they're going to uh, change some of the elements in the ride, maybe some, you know how the layout is or how it works, or maybe make it faster. That'd be nice. <laughs> Um, I think they but, should take cues from Grand Theft Auto and make it like a hit-and-run ride where you have to oh. mow down Figment the Dragon and then get away from the Disney cops. Yeah, I'll be all over that. This leads on to one of the other announcements uh, regarding Epcot, which is that they're introducing a Figment meet-and-greet. Now, this is great news because I think I said <laughs> on this show last year when there was some other news about figment it may have been something really minor like they released a figment popcorn bucket or something yeah i can't, I can't remember were, it's like four hour cues for the popcorn bucket that was it yeah but it prompted a bit of a rant on my part because i, I as i as i say I'm, you know relatively inexperienced epcot visitor but went last year and, and spent more time there than i ever had before and i did do the can't remember what it's called, but the Figment ride where him and Eric Idol take you on a tour uh, of journey to imagine into uh, imagination. Imagination. I don't know. Anyway, I I really didn't like that dragon. I I want him <laughs> dead. I want his family dead. And I think I said on the show it would be great if they would introduce a meet and greet at some point because then I could go right up to him and punch him in the face. So <laughs> they've answered the call, Josh. I this year. Uh, forget the Nazis outside. If there's going to be an arrest at Disney World in the not too distant future, it's going to be me punching Figment in the face. Punching Figment in the face. Well, look at that. There we go. Uh, Figment. He's already there, by the way. Uh, as of recording, he was quick. He, he got announced, and he was basically there straight away. It is like yeah, the, the complete antithesis of a Disney theme park announcement, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this, this will take ten years to come to fruition. Yeah, right? it's some Tomorrow. concept art of what a Figment meet and greet might look like, uh, which will have changed ten times by the time he actually arrives. Yeah. Uh, I left the best Epcot news for last, Josh, at least for you. Soaring over California is coming back for a limited time. 
Ah, uh, Epcot. Yeah. Uh, this is, as you hear this, coming this week. Uh, so I would imagine that the limited time, I don't know if they've said exactly how long it's going to be in place, but we'll probably span my time there. So I, I don't think I ever have done soaring over California. I think I've only done soaring since it's been soaring around the world or whatever. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what all the fuss is about because you're you, you love soaring over California. Yeah, I think soaring over California is uh, the superior uh, soaring attraction. Right. Why, why is that specifically? There's less phallic objects. <laughs> right. Uh, no. Well, the thing the thing with soaring over around the world is it's there's a lot of tall straight objects that are like monuments around the world and they look curved on the screen a lot of the time if you're not like bang in the center mm. uh, there's less tall straight objects in California so <laughs> it just feels a bit more real rather than looking at a curved screen there was some Disney cruise ship news. I don't really care, to be honest, Josh. I don't know about you. They're bringing a new Disney cruise line ship to Singapore named the Disney yeah, so Adventure. This was, so this was a ship that they bought um, or pre-made. They bought it from a different cruise company. Um, from a, from an, I think it's from the Chinese market. So that it's a specifically Asian market mm. ship that they've gone for here and that's why it's sailing out of Singapore um, Do you think they'll, it'll that's, dock, that's more if it docks at Sentosa Island then you can uh, head straight into Universal Studios uh, um, I don't think it's I don't think it's got any plans to dock anywhere specifically damn it right well we'll end with what for my money were the two kind of biggest announcements I mean well one of them is not really an announcement. We kind of spoke I think this was again a D23 thing from last year but they sort of teased a sort of major addition to the Magic Kingdom, and I stress addition, so not kind of replacing something, but kind of building a, an entirely new land, kind of past yeah. Big Thunder Mountain. They're literally calling it the Behind Thunder Mountain expansion right now. Yeah, that's the working title. And again, we know basically nothing about this, but they are saying uh, it's the biggest thing they've done in Magic Kingdom. So... Uh, I think we both kind of spitballed at the time that it would be cool if this was a villain's land, right? There's long been yes. talk, hopes, dreams of if there was a fifth gate, wouldn't it be cool if it was a villain's park? That's probably never going to happen. But if they were to, if this really is the biggest new thing they've done at Magic Kingdom uh, and is big enough to be considered an entirely new land, then maybe this is where that long held dream could come to fruition right i mean what when they say biggest thing are you therefore expecting the the land assuming it is a, a land to be a you know of the same kind of scale as all the other lands in magic kingdom and therefore potentially have you know two three four attractions uh yeah so i think the biggest thing they've done at magic kingdom to date other than obviously building the original park was probably new fantasy land Right, yeah. Um, so it's got to be bigger than that, right? It's got to be bigger than that reimagining. Uh, for, realistically, for them to... But then I guess you could argue, oh, what do you mean by biggest? How are you defining biggest? But mm. uh, I think, yeah, you've got to have a land that is 
of a scale similar to that of the lands that already exist. Yeah. Um, a cool entranceway would be cool. Um, <laughs> that's how cool entranceways work. They Someone cool. needs a thesaurus. Uh, you know, something interesting... Would be interesting. Maybe would be interesting. I don't, I don't know how you do it, because obviously you can't really dig under the ground too much because you've got utilidor, to, the utility doors down there already and you've got uh, the water table and that sort of thing. So that's a bit of a struggle. Um, so I don't know how they would do that. I think you're probably going to lose a lot of the boat ride there. Ah, uh, yes. The paddle steamer and uh, Tom Sawyer Island. I think we spoke um, about that before. I think that was kind yes. of expected. You know, they probably will lose that. Yeah, we have to be bored about that. Um, and obviously yeah. the um, concept art that we saw before was sort of villainy themed. So that is definitely the route I think we're going to be going down here. Uh, for my money, the, uh, the, the most exciting stuff regards Animal Kingdom. So there is a, an entirely new land, um, which is kind of almost like a re-announcement. Uh, before we do that, just quickly, they also announced that the Tree of Life Theatre, which is long, I think, in fact, always hosted a Bugs Life show, is going yeah. to change to a Zootopia show. Thoughts on that? I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not against it. I think the, the location makes kind of sense for a Bugs Life show because it's kind of underneath the Tree of Life, kind of where the bugs would hang out. But, um, you know, I really like Zootopia, so I'm not against the Zootopia show at all. Or it, Obviously, it's always gutting to s- say goodbye to a Bugs Life, though. So far as this kind of re-announcement goes, so again, this takes us back to D23. There was concept art from that, which suggested a pretty grand reimagining of Dino Land USA. Uh, yep. Obviously, large, big chunk of that land is already on the scrap heap, like Primeval World and a lot of the Funfair games and stuff that used to be there has, has been closed for some time. So all you've really got left uh, is Dinosaur. That is still there. And um, I think there's that Eatosaurus restaurant. It's it's called something else, but it's like Foodosaurus or, you know, it's something like that. Eatosaurus sounds great. Yeah. Eatosaurus does sound good. And the concept art that we got last year seemed to suggest that this was going to be, I think, was it Tangled and Zootopia? A mix Definitely of those Zootopia two? was mentioned in here. Um, there's rumours of Tangled, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of up for it. Uh, as someone who likes both of those films, but it did seem like a slightly odd uh, fit for Animal Kingdom. So yeah, what we've got now is uh, something kind of completely different, really. So, but still an uh, odd fit. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. But I'm I'm kind of on board regardless. So this part of the park, they're basically going to sort of now theme to kind of the uh, kind of Central American. Or South and Central American tropics. But in terms of the IP uh, that is going to be represented here, it's Encanto, which I think is yeah one of the very best Disney animated films from the last five, six years. Really, really loved Encanto. And the other is Indiana Jones, uh, which I'm very excited for. I mean, I, I obviously love Indiana Jones. I was very disappointed by the state of the... Uh, stunt spectacular when I went last year uh, and so to see Indy get some TLC at Disney World in the form of you know a, a, a land dedicated to him or at least part of a land dedicated to him 
I think is cool. What would you be hoping for? Would you expect them to look to some of the other indie rides that they've already got around the world or something new? What, what, what would you be uh, looking for? I am expecting Dinosaur to be rethemed to Indiana Jones as it's uh, the exact same, I believe it's the exact same layout as the one in California. California, where it is. Um, so I would expect, yeah, just to basically have a reskin of that. Although that doesn't necessarily work out with the concept art. Obviously, the concept art doesn't really make any sense at all uh, compared to what the final vision will be. But the building that is currently dinosaur doesn't look like it's related to the Indiana Jones sort of looking area. So that's interesting. But uh, yeah, I would expect it to basically just be the dino saw ride uh, re themed to the Indiana Jones and presumably this this would be like a peak indie adventure not a not an old man <laughs> not, indie. An, not an old man indie yeah. oh god I'm getting too old for this yeah I mean it'd probably be easier though if they wanted to do an animatronic uh, to, to make him an old man because then if the animatronic ever you know needed a bit of greasing uh, you wouldn't necessarily yeah. be in such a rush to do it because you'd be like well he is 80 so. yes yeah 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 makes sense I think uh it's interesting though, right? Because uh, the the thing that I kind of want on the menu at a Indiana Jones themed restaurant isn't from South America; it's actually from India, and that would be chilled monkey brains. Chilled monkey brains. What about some bad dates? Bad dates. Africa. That's Egypt. Yeah. Uh, uh, all, what, all of the all of the referenced indie foods are from not South America. Don't know. Like, because this is the interesting thing, right? Because the most iconic Indiana Jones scene is the intro to Raiders, right? But he basically mm. never goes back to South America ever again. <laughs> Crystal Skull, yeah, he ends up in the the Amazon. But I always... I mean, that doesn't count, so... Well, Josh, I mean, it was referenced by the head of NASA this week. He <laughs> he name-dropped Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Well, I'll talk about true. UFOs, so... Uh, it's, so do you not mean doubt the Universal Access Pass and do not, passes? Do not doubt its cultural impact. What about Encanto? What would you want from that? I, I would imagine I, I would see this as being probably like your classic sort of Disney Fantasyland style ride. Yeah, I don't. I, this is the thing as well. I don't really get how this fits into Animal Kingdom because mm. n- neither of these IPs are animal based. No, <laughs> um, they've gone. Oh, we've got an Africa and Asia. Let's have a South America. That's basically what they've done here, which I, which I kind of get. Mm. But um, they they forgot that it's the animal kingdom. It's animal. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but indie. I mean, what? Well, you got you got snakes. Obviously, do some stuff with some snakes. Yeah, uh, rats, rats, elephants. Elephants turn up, and he goes yeah. on that rides elephants. What, what more could monkeys. you want? Monkeys. Yeah, swings through the trees with some monkeys, ants. Yeah, ants, ants, ants. big. Big fake big ants, ants. Big ants that kill the Russians. They're from South America, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're complaining about, Josh. I think this is all fine. <laughs> uh, so there we go then. Yeah. For my money, that is probably the most exciting thing, but I say that as a a big indie fan. Uh, big indie Encanto fan, yeah. You know, was weirdly despondent because ultimately why should I care that a Disney film didn't do very well but yeah I was kind of bummed out that 
no one went to see Indy 5 and that the critics were a bit I snooty. Liked it. I liked it. I thought it was good. Made yeah. me cry. <laughs> Made me cry. Uh, so there we are. Uh, right. Well, that's that's it. We've rattled through all the Destination D23 quote-unquote news. Uh, who knows how much of this will ever come to fruition, apart from Figment. None of it. Oh, yeah, Figment. Yeah. Figment Figment's is, already done. Figment's done, yeah. Uh, I guess the cruise ships are built, so they're, they're done. Yeah, there we go. Great. My two favourite things about Disney, cruise ships and Figment. At least those... Guaranteed. At least those are guaranteed. Yeah. Woo. Woo. <laughs> right. Well, that's that for this week's episode of the Park Crush Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Please do keep an eye out on the Park Crush YouTube channel. Go and watch our Chessington vlog if you're listening to this early. Uh, the 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 the, pre- the premiere page is there. You can you can hit the bell as the YouTubers would say and. Yeah. get a notification when it goes live if you're listening to this a little bit later then it'll be there as I say for you to go and watch if you like the video like the video exactly it's always it's always good if you like something like something yeah good advice for That's life I say yeah now who needs a thesaurus exactly <laughs> uh, right well yeah uh, links.parkcrush.com is where you can find the YouTube channel as well and all the socials as Chessing did stuff all up the wazoo and you can get in touch with us if you want podcast at parkcrush.com we'll be back next week not sure with what but of course it's not long now before I head to Florida so uh, things might be a little bit up in the air thanks very much for listening stay safe and take it easy out there we'll catch you next time goodbye see ya see ya